as you can gather, we moved to Melbourne uh, from the Sunshine Coast in 2019. And one of the first things I noticed about Melbourne people is um, just that they're unbothered by the weather. And, you know, people say, oh, Melbourne has four seasons in a day. You know, that's probably true for September. But to be honest, it's not that bad. And it's kind of fun. And I don't know, me and Dan, we love it because it's exhilarating and it keeps your wardrobe fun and it's really good. But... um, one thing I did notice is one day, well, we kind of noticed it early on that people would just like walk their dogs in the rain or it would be like gale force winds and branches are falling down and people were just in the park with their children. And um, one day it was hailing, like just like hail just coming down. And I could hear my neighbor starting the lawnmower and just like, <laughs> I like said to Dan, this was in lockdown, so we're working from home. And I was like, our neighbor is mowing the lawn and it literally was buckling, bugging down uh, hail. And I just love, you know, us Victorians, I associate it as one of these as well now, uh, are resilient. You know, they don't wait for perfect weather to get their life going. They just go anyway and they charge through. And as we come to goal anointing tonight, I just, um, well, actually, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story that our first winter in Melbourne, Um, My husband, Dan, who came up earlier, he insisted that he would wear shorts the whole winter, and he did. He just said, if I'm going to climatize, I'm going to do it right. And he just wore shorts all throughout. Even like when we'd go for a run, zero degrees, he just you know, resilient. He made it. Mind you, today it's 35 degrees in Melbourne. I just bet you people are up on their roof, cleaning gutters, just unbothered. And, you know, it made me think that for this year, there's a lot going on in our world, right? I think all of us here would have like some sort of change that has happened or some sort of um, uncertainty to this year. But I love that uh, with God, we can be like a Victorian, resilient, unbothered by the season and charge on through. We don't have to wait. And I just want to encourage you that no matter how you're feeling this start of the year, just um, if you're with God, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, and if you haven't, you can do that here tonight, start the year with God. I want to encourage you that He is for us and He has amazing things ahead of us. A scripture I read at the start of every year, if you've heard me preach before, you've probably even heard me use it. It's 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Come on, God has good things for us this year. He is for us. We will go from strength to strength. Um, we, we, when we moved to Melbourne, uh, we felt God speak to us about moving. And part of the promises God gave us about taking this step is uh, to own a home in Melbourne. And um, at the time, it was just a dream. And then when we actually had our feet in the ground in Melbourne, we started looking. We put it on the goals list. We had um, some things in place to save and to meet with this certain person, meet with our mentors and get wisdom. And uh, honestly, nothing happened, obviously, in 2020. (laughs) It was pretty rough. And hardly any houses came up on the market and we couldn't inspect homes, et cetera, et cetera. Crossover to 2021, we were like, felt God say this, you know, this is the year, believe again, go again. You know those goals you roll over? 
the next year. This was one of those goals. And um, we did that and we believed, we believed, we believed. And came uh, July, we did a 21-day fast as a church. Some of you here were probably a part of it. We were doing it in Melbourne and uh, we just felt God speak to us so clearly in that fast, what to do and what actions to take. And, you know, at the time, Things were not great (laughs) to buy a home in Melbourne. It was still lockdown, in and out of lockdown. Restrictions were stopping us. But not only that, you know, some people were predicting it to crash. So wait for the prices to drop. Other people were saying it was going up. Uh, In the suburbs we were looking at, it was skyrocketing because only one house would come up every month. So everyone would bid for it. And it was just ridiculous. And to be honest, it just felt like everything was against us. We had um, a mortgage broker give us bad news. We had um, we were renting a home that we had to move. We got notice we had to move out during a lockdown. And we were just like, oh my goodness, what is happening? And um, we just trusted God <laughs> through it all. And it was an absolute miracle. And I'd say it was probably, you know, one of those things where we just felt like this could be the worst possible timing to try and buy a home. We just feel like this is not good, but we felt so strongly God was speaking us to do it. And I want to read you a scripture. It's Ephesians 11 verse 4. It says, farmers who wait for the perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. And you know, uh, Dan and I, we just kept believing and stepping out. And it's um, just, we started to see things turn around once we took the faith step and left our rental, not knowing where we're going to live. We were staying in Phillip Island, which is like an hour and a half away at a friend's Airbnb and driving back and forth. But we just saw God come through and we we did it. We bought our, our home in Melbourne last year. It was an absolute God miracle. But I want, I say that story just to encourage you for this year. You might be starting the year going, and to be honest, I'm kind of preaching to myself tonight because I felt a little bit like this, that I was like, God, there's just so much to be unknown about this year. Like maybe I'll just wait to see how things turn out. Like maybe we should just wait and see or um, just like wait for certain things to be a bit more stable before I put that down on my goals list. But I want to encourage you with that scripture. Don't wait for the perfect season. Do it this year. Write the goal down. Believe God, He will move. Dream again. Dream again. If your dreams on 2020 didn't work, 2021 didn't work, dream again. Write it down again. Write that goal. Maybe you're delaying something that you know God is asking you to do. Do it now. Don't wait for the perfect season. Don't wait for every excuse to go away because it never will. (laughs) Do it now. Believe. And you know, I was... uh, stirred personally, but to share tonight as well, that more than just physical things that we can do, I just think there's no better time than this year to have goals that are for our relationship with God. You know, goals to write down that are believing God to do things in us. You know, uh, 2022, it may still have uncertainty. It may still be tough. Uh, The world may still be a bit chaotic. So then there's no greater time to not shrink back, but to push on forward. I hope I said that right. Don't shrink back, go forward, keep moving. I think there's no better time for us to enhance the kingdom of God, right? Like physical things may not go well, but to build the kingdom of God this year should be our main goal and our focus. I'm stirred this year to write down some goals that are going to push me further into God. There's no greater time than to spend more time with God, to become more like Him. What does that look like for you? 
What does that look like for you here? Maybe you um, heard Jamie's testimony and you're like, I could do internship. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a step up in leadership. Maybe you feel God calling you to ministry and you are putting it off. There's no perfect season for you. Do it this year. Come on, the kingdom of God is at hand, the Bible says. We have a kingdom of God to build. Can I get an amen? By the way, feel free to be writing goals down as I'm speaking. Let God speak to you. Drop things in your heart. Maybe you need to join the dream team. The dream team has so much fun, by the way. If you're not on the dream team, you're kind of missing out on a lot of fun. So (laughs) jump on that. You know, if I'm really honest with you, I I just think Isaac worded it so beautifully um, before about feeling empty at the start of the year. And uh, for those of you that were here this morning, you heard Dan preach. He um, is like a fiery, you know, pumped, passionate man. And um, he is what I would call a visionary. He like loves to dream. And uh, when we were newly married, almost every date night was like... (laughs) Not every date night, but a lot of date nights were like, oh, what do you see us doing in 10 years' time? Like, what do you see for the future? And I'm just not like that naturally. And so for me to try and dream 10 years down the track, I just tried to plan it all out. out. It actually, like, hurts my brain. <laughs> it, like, oh, it doesn't hurt, but it drains me, right? And um, we've learned how to do it properly now because... Unfortunately, you know, this is marriage. Dan would get a bit discouraged being like, why won't she dream with me? But, um, (laughs) and I'd also be like, why do you ask me these big questions on my day off? Like, just leave me alone. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we've learned how to do it better and we dream together. But um, I would say that this start of the year has been hard for me to dream for this year. It's been hard for me to write down goals and say, you know, what, what do I want to do? And so if you're in the room tonight, I'm going to give you some points that have helped me this year, write down some goals, and I hope this helps you too. We're going to go to uh, a verse in the Bible that's about Abraham. So Abraham gets a promise from God that he's going to be um, a father of nations, right? Father of nations, but he is very, very old and he has not even had one child. And he like goes on this journey. It's an amazing story. You should read it in Genesis. He like goes through this journey of just trusting in God and doubting. And, you know, I would imagine he would have a goal on his list to be like, okay, I'm going to be a father of nations. I need to have a goal of to have one son. <laughs> Let's just start with one first, one child then. And um, this, where we're about to read, he just has this moment where he's very doubtful and he says, uh, maybe one of the servants in my household who has a son, maybe that will be the son that will start this many nations. And God comes in and he says, no. And we'll pick it up here. This is uh, Genesis 15 verse 5. He says, God took him outside and said, look up to the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then God said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur, of the Chaldeans, to give you this land to take possession of it. You know, my first point is this, if you're can resonate with what I was saying and you're like, I'm a bit unsure this year. I don't know what goals I have. I'm feeling, like Isaac said, a little bit unmotivated or empty. My first point is to stop and to look up. Stop and look up. Like Abraham, God had to pull him out of his tent 
get him to look at the stars and see how amazing and how many they were. And he said, count them. And then I love the hyphen, if you can, because uh, like God knows that there's so, it's so grand and so amazing. I mean, like we look up to the stars and you get um, amazed and you realize how big God is and how little we are. And uh, my point is that there's a lot of noise going on in our world right now. Even, you know, just my world right now, there's noise and um, it's like on the news and social media, but even just like friends and things can just um, sometimes really rock you. And so it's important to start the year by stopping and looking up and just remember how good our God is, how big He is. I think um, Dan and I had this conversation last year that sometimes I feel like last year we really realised the sovereignty of God, which the word sovereign isn't one that we use day to day. We don't really call our government sovereign or, you know, we don't really use it, but it means divine power. It means um, supreme power and authority. And I think if we stop and we just remember, like, who is actually in control this year? Who has actually gone before us? Who is bigger and greater? Who is the most powerful thing that we have in our lives? It's God. Not only that, how awesome is He, how kind He is to us, how great is His love for us, just to stop and look up. You know, it says that Abraham did that and he believed. And then God also said, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur. Stop and remember what God has done in your life. Stop and remember how powerful He has moved before, whether in the Bible or in your own life, and remember how good He is. And this just leads to my second point, which um, this just naturally will come when we stop and remember how good God is and big and mighty He is. And that is to surrender. To surrender. I know here in, uh, on the coast and in Melbourne, we did Shredder Sunday a couple of weeks ago. And that was a great moment of surrender where we're just giving uh, God, we're shredding it. <laughs> we're getting rid of the things that we want to leave behind to step into this uh, year. And you know, surrender is part of this. It's trusting in God. It's trusting in Him. You know, when we remember how big God is, it's just, uh, for me, it's a natural instinct just to be like, okay, well, you're mighty, you're powerful, you're above all the chaos. I'm going to surrender and I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to lean on you. Maybe for us tonight, it's surrendering complacency. <laughs> Maybe it's surrendering comfort. It's giving this year to God. I want to um, stir in you or encourage you, you know, if you haven't already done this, and actually we'll have a moment to do this at the end, but to have a moment to be like, God, I commit this year to you. I commit this year to you. I surrender it. Before we pray for goals, I'm just going to surrender it. Every day I give to you. Every moment I give to you. You know, um, with Melbourne, it's been so amazing, like despite, you know, what you've probably seen on the news and all that, uh, it's been incredible. And um, our location and our church, we've grown and we've seen God do so many amazing things. And I had a moment when we were on holidays over Christmas where, you know, it's felt like we've grown quite quickly because of the lockdowns and then we're in person. There's all these people we need to meet and get connected and then a lockdown happens and then we need to do it all over again. So it's felt, um, I would say, a little bit tiring at times. And uh, I was on holidays and I was just like, God, I'm just praying that 2022 will just be, you know, a smooth sailing year. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, felt like we had grown fast and we we're paying 
playing catch up. And so I was like, God, you know, it'd be nice just to have an ease into the year. However, we came back from our holidays in January and it was like so many unpleasant surprises personally where we were like, it's a very rocky start to the year, which I know a lot of us have experienced in January, not the smooth sailing. And I just felt God say, Ebony, just re-surrender your year to me. Like, yes, you've got what would be comfortable for you, but God has a greater plan. Re-surrender to Him. Surrender the year to Him. And I think this leads to my third point, that when we surrender to Him, we hear what He has for us. When we wait and we give it to Him and we say, we're going to trust you this year. God, I'll go wherever you call me to go. I'll do whatever you call me to do. That's where we can hear God drop things into our heart of what He has for us. Hear from Him. What does He have for you this year? It should shock you. Sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable because it uh, requires us to lean on Him. Maybe it's like what I said, you've been waiting for the perfect season, but God's saying, no, this is your year. Maybe you're like us, you've got a dream to buy a house, but just the um, chaos of the market here on the coast has made you question it or doubt it or think it's not going to happen. Believe again. Is that God stirring in you to own a home? So um, actually, I'll ask the band to come up and join, join me. God is so good. We can hear and wait for Him. What does God have for you? You know, um, I'm not going to talk so much about like the smart goals thing because hopefully you got a text message from Pastor John uh, from church that had a video of Pastor John. And if you haven't already watched that, please do because it's so like he just worded it so well. So I don't need to repeat it, but he um, explains just really good tips of how to write down goals for your life. But as the band comes, I'm going to felt to do this, which is a bit different for a goal anointing service, but I just felt like that surrender thing. Maybe you've gone through the motions of finishing up the year and starting the year, and you haven't yet had an opportunity just to go, wait, I just... I just want to be an open book for God to move in me this year. You know, life with Him is so good. And I felt to say for someone here that maybe you've been putting off leadership in church or, you know, when I said that ministry thing, you like know that you were like, oh, I think that was me <laughs> or whoever. But I just... Um, I feel like there's a lie that if I do that, my life will be so full and so busy and like I hardly have time for myself now, let alone looking after a group or, you know, serving in church. And I just want to encourage you that, you know, the Bible says that when we walk with God, when we do things with God, He carries the load with us. He gives us a rhythm that is um, not going to kill you, okay? You'll be okay. And um, you'll be amazed. Like I said, there's no better time in your life than right now to step up and serve God. And so tonight, maybe this is for you. What, what I'm going to say is um, we'll have a moment where we close our eyes and uh, I'm going to ask if you are here and you're like, I need to surrender my year to God. And I want to, before I pray for my goals, I want to just make a statement to be like, God, this is your year. I give it to you. And so all I'm going to ask is, as everyone's eyes are closed, we will, I'll just ask you to stand in your seat and we'll just pray and then we'll sit back down, write our goals, and then we'll pray for our goals, okay? So why don't you close your eyes? I know that God will be stirring something inside people tonight. He has such great things for you this year. 
Yes, it might take boldness. Yes, it might be uncomfortable, but I'm telling you, He is for you. Like I said, there is people in our community to reach. I mean, we got to keep building the church no matter what happens this year. Maybe for you, you've been putting off putting off um, things with your relationship with God. Maybe you've been putting off internship or leadership, whatever it is for you. But I just want to stir in you. Come on, there's on the other side of your obedience and your surrender is people. It's people that we can make room for. Maybe it's a, a business or a dream or a job that you're just like, I'm, I've been putting it off. So if that's you for anything that God's speaking to you tonight, I just, with every eye closed, I just want you to stand to your feet just as an act before God that you're giving this year to Him. Awesome. You're surrendering it, saying, God, maybe for you even here, this is just a moment to say, I'm letting go of discouragement. I'm dreaming again. Maybe you can relate to me, as I was sharing before, the feeling of unmotivation, like, oh, God, I'm tired. Why don't you, is this your moment just to stand and be like, but it's your will, God. I surrender to you. I'll go again if you want me to. I feel like maybe there's someone here and you're actually thinking, oh, maybe for 2020 I'll stop running my group or I'll stop serving. Maybe I just need a break. Why don't you just start with a place of surrender first? Be like, God, what is it that you have for me? Awesome. Let me pray for you. Father God, we just stand before you tonight. Lord, before we pray for our goals, Lord, we give our year to you. Father, we want your way higher than any other way. Lord, that every day we would be led by you. Lord, every day we will do what you've called us to do, Father. Lord, we pray that you would just take this year, God, have your way. Lord, we let go of discouragement. We let go of complacency. We let go of excuses, Father, and we just start the year with a posture of surrender. So, Father God, right now, I just pray for people across this room. Lord, I pray, Lord, right now, Father, as we remember how amazing you are, Lord, that you would put dreams and goals in hearts. Father, I pray, Lord, that right now, as people are surrendered, Father, speak to them of what they are to do this year. God, lead us. Father, we pray, God, have your way, Jesus. We want to live for you, God. Why don't you just wait a moment? Even if you're still um, sitting down, just wait a moment to hear from God. God, what do you have for me this year? God, what is it that you're calling me to do? Who are you calling me to be? Is there something you need to dream again? Go again. Is there something new you need to step out and do? Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Beautiful. Why don't you just stay in this moment, but take your seats because I want you to take your seat so you can write down what God's speaking to you about. You can write down what goals He has for you. Usually I like to have at least one goal that seems impossible, but it forces me to press into God more. Seems a bit daunting, but it forces me to press into God for. You know, this year, I'm going to say this, so there's public accountability. (laughs) You can ask me at the end of the year. (laughs) But I just felt stirred, uh, mostly because it's the season of life we're in right now that I was like, I've got time to do that. I might never (laughs) in my life. Is um, just to have a day where I fast and just spend time with God and just fast for no reason. Because, again, you're getting a lot of honesty from Ebony today, (laughs) but usually my fasting is because I'm believing for a specific miracle. But I feel stirred just to draw closer to God this year and just to fast, just to spend time with Him. Maybe there's a goal like that that God's stirring um, you to do. In fact, if you write that down, can you let me know? We could keep each other accountable. <laughs> we can do it together. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, maybe it is internship. It's starting very soon, right? Very soon, but not too late. To step up in leadership, maybe you feel like, oh, there's no way I could do that. You know, we, we will help you. We, as a church, we don't just say, here's a bunch of people lead. We'll help you. We'll train you, but you can do it. God's with you. Awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to pray for our goals. And normally uh, we would come to the front and we would anoint goals with oil. But um, you can do that at home later if you really want to. Otherwise, we're just going to agree together and um, God's going to move. And I just know the Bible says in Proverbs 16.3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. So this is a powerful moment similar to the surrender moment where we're just saying, God, we don't want to do these goals on our own. We want to do it in your strength and with you. And so uh, are you ready? You got your goals? Why don't you take it in your hands and stand to your feet? Let's commit this to God right now. Why don't you hold your goals in the air? Close your eyes. Let's pray. Father God, Oh, God, right now, Lord, we give these goals to you, Father. Lord, you see everyone. Father, everyone that every person in this room has written down. So, Father, we pray in your name, by your power, God, that you would move powerfully. Father, we pray for supernatural doors to open up. Father, God, we just pray for favour in this year, Lord, that you would go before us, Father, that you would make a way. Father, we come against the plans of the enemy that would try to rob, kill, and distill and destroy, Father. We break its power in Jesus' name. And God, we pray, Lord, that this would be a year, Lord, that you would use us to extend your kingdom, Father. Lord, that you would use us to uh, become people of influence and reach our friends and our family, Lord. We pray for your anointing, God. We commit them to you today in Jesus' name. We all said, amen, amen.